When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, my talkers, we're in the final stretch of the Tuesday show of Lori and Julia. Let's see what they have to say. And I bet, I bet we'll get some study of duh. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, but well, we could get Tuesday? some. Tuesday? Yeah. So we're going to get some study of duh, duh which we yeah. love our study of duh. So let's have fun in hour three of Let's Lori and Julia. do it. Well, if you were one of the people, because um, two years after it was announced that Hugh Jackman would be starring in 2020 in The Music Man on Broadway, mm-hmm. um, and you were planning on going, the tickets have went on sale this morning and they're already sold out what for the music man wow yep. um uh, that's when the tickets they went on sale this morning the hugh jackman musical revival is putting regular price tickets they put them on sale they were already selling for secondary sites uh for thousands of dollars and barry diller and david guess geffen announced who will play scott rudin as the producer on the right, film because remember right. he stepped down right, right right because i guess he's just an abusive no, everyone man hated him. yeah yeah couldn't be happier they've chosen a woman okay which was a smart move after the audi not because he was a sexual harasser of women but because it's probably just a good fresh look for the company and so um, her name is uh, Kate Horton, and I guess she um, did the curious incident of the dog, dog in the nighttime on Broadway. I never read that book. Oh, that was a great book. I know. I know. Everyone read that book. I never Everyone, read it. That was Everyone a book. read that book. Yep. I thought you read that. It felt like it came in Running in the Rain, the Garth Stein book. Yeah. At the same time. No, I never read that book. Yeah. And um, so anyway... Um, People still think he might be um, pulling the strings, Scott Rudin sure, or something. But the music man, um, so it's um, Hugh, else, Jackman, Hugh Jackman, Sutton Foster. Yes, yeah, Sutton Foster. I've got good news for you, Laurie. Tell me. Okay, that doesn't matter because in Minnesota, Chan is, is reopening the big stage July 2nd. The music man. The music man is right here. It's reopening July 2nd. And boy, they put on such phenomenal shows, and this was supposed to open before the pandemic hit. Remember, That's it was right. all scheduled to open. Couldn't be more excited, and so tickets are available for that, so you can just see it here locally. That's true. That's one great Show. musical. Yeah, energy, great dancing, great. Let's see if and Sam, ever seen it. Have Do you ever you know seen the it? Music Man, the movie, the, the music with, with huge with huge uh, with Hugh Jackman in it. Well, no, that hasn't come out yet, but he. He's starring on Broadway, but the original Music Man, it had, nope. um, what's his name, Lori? Um, not Walter Matthau. Um, someone will call us, 651-641-1071. What was his name? James Preston. 
Robert, is that Preston? Robert Preston. Mm-hmm. He was the original, man. and I think was it Shirley Jones? Yeah. I just watched the end of the courtship Great. of Eddie's father. Oh my gosh! I mean, I don't I've know had... that I'd ever seen it. And Ron really? Howard is the little boy, yes. and Shirley Jones is so beautiful in that. She's gorgeous. I mean, that was that's a sweet. That movie. is a sweet. What was that? It was on <laughs> a- AMC, I think. That is so. Or TCM. Random. Yeah. That was a great. That was a great movie. I was thinking of The Greatest Showman. I've seen that. My yes, mom, yes, yes, yes. And my mom went to go see the live performance of that as well. Wait, like she, which she, everyone said was unbelievable. Yeah, she's she was one. I watched that with her, and then her and my aunt went together with that and couldn't say anything bad about well, it. I will so. not be surprised if the music man on Broadway with Hugh Jackman does get filmed. Oh, 100%. You know that they right, filmed that right, somehow. Right, right. But yeah, you're right. It would be great to see at the Chan Hassan because... Uh, they do a such great, a good job. It, it's a great show with it great is. music. It really is. I mean, you might not know the show, but you know the song 76 Trombones. Oh, yes. That's from... The there band. we go. And okay. it's a good message, and it's, you know... Right here in River Fun City. characters. Yeah. So that's a rich one to see. So July 2nd, again, if you haven't got your tickets for that. Yeah. Um, but I do think live theater, because we've got information from the children's theater. They've got their schedule coming mm-hmm. out. Everything's starting, you know, I think closer to the fall. I know Hennepin Theater Trust. They've got right. some cool shows coming up. I know the Orpheum, the yeah. Ordway, which are part of that. But the Ordway also has great shows. So a lot of local theater. And I do think things are going to sell out. So yeah, people should so. get on it because people are hungry to be entertained that way. Yes. And, and share the camaraderie it. with people. Sitting next to you instead of those plexiglass. I'm just having this vision back to going in somewhere and having to talk through the plexiglass to everybody for a year. Having it, you'd sit somewhere and there's four tables over there, another plexi. I mean, what a weird year. Well, that's how transmissible that stupid virus. uh, So dumb. And and so glad that science was on top of it. Yep. And people got a vaccine. People want to celebrate together and be part of a a wow. For sure. Okay, so um, did you, you might not have watched it. I don't think you did because it was on Apple Plus. I didn't. It was Tehran. No, but I heard it was great. That is a great show. And so I, I think Casey and I watched it too because we we're like, well, let's try and make this Apple Plus subscription work because we got it for the morning show. Let's yes, be honest. Yes. And you didn't cancel it. And and we didn't cancel it. And Apple Plus is, uh, you know, they do have some, there are some de- decent shows on there. The one, you know, that I love, the Moon Show. Oh, um, yeah, you did. You liked the moon one. Traveling. Jo- Joel Kinnaman. I can't I think of it, it, but Glenn Close is joining Tehran as he a series is? regular. Yeah, so that's kind okay. of that's kind of great. It's kind of like it's about this British woman living in Tehran, and she is a young Mossad agent undercover on a top-secret mission in the heart of Tehran. So think of it as like a homeland. Okay. Type of series, and um, it's just excellent. And the the first season of the show was created by Mosh Zonder, and he's uh, he's created other shows that we've liked. Okay. I can't think of what they are All right now, but kind of like on the line of spy, CIA, yeah. that yeah, type yeah, of yeah. stuff. So she's very excited. If you want to know, Lori, um, the one that you like so much was For All Mankind. For All Mankind yeah, on Apple you Plus. loved that. That is an amazing, amazing, amazing show. 
And this it's going to air in 2022, and they're going to film it in Greece. Oh, lovely. So that's what Miss Glenn Close very, will be doing. She's probably very excited about that. Um, we also have music news from the State Fair. All oh. the free stages, okay? So we don't yet know our big grandstand, grandstand shows, shows other okay. than the Doobie Brothers and Tim McGraw. And Tim McGraw is a Wednesday night. Yes, the it only is. Wednesday yes, night at the is. fair. Whatever date that yeah. is. I feel like it's September, but uh, Davina and the Vagabonds are going to be playing at that Northwoods Amphitheater over by Lulu's in the Blue Barn. Love that Amphitheater. First Avenue goes okay. to the fairs over there. Dr. Mambo's Combo got two nights at the International, International Bazaar. Fa- I love it. Um, Who's at the Liney Lodge? Well, all kinds of bands, but pro- the legendary Whalers. We're going to have two nights of okay. getting reggae and Jamaican and all of that. And also a band that... Um, Oh, God, we saw them. Casey and I used to go and see them at the Lee's Liquor Lounge. Big Sandy and his Fly Right Boys. I just kind love of a the Texas. Name. I, yeah, Rockabilly. Kind of love it, love it, love it. Um, let's see, the Jorgensons are out oh. there. Molly Mayer uh, band. So Because there's so many stages. Yeah, there are. Lolo's Ghost and... You know, of course, we're going to have our lumberjack show, mm-hmm. so maybe we'll try and pick up a lumberjack to be on our show one day. Tonic Soul Fala or whatever they're that. Yeah, I know. Uh, they're Sofala. always there. Yeah, I know. But they've got all kinds of, you know, Mary Cutterfellow is playing a lot of good mix of local and anyway, kind Just, of exciting. Okay, so this is what's our date today, June twenty second, and you're talking about the state fair. I, I never do what, this. In what June. is happening? Exactly, what is June, going yeah. on? This is how excited we are for anything. Exactly. Normally, anything. Grant, I don't. It's verboten to talk about the fair for well, good food. to know. All of that in a normal year. Got it. But now, because I'll never take the fair for granted again, we can talk about the fair all okay. day. Oh, you're, when the minute yeah. the food comes out, the new food, we're talking about it. Yeah, I don't care about talking about the food. We that do. One bores we me. do. I the know. music bores me. I'm going to talk about the food. I'm with you, Julia. I want to talk about that. So little of it. Doesn't all, matter. We all get excited. All talking, no action it, about the food. Other people like the food. There's going to be thighs this year. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. Thank you. Oh, Lordy, Lordy, Lordy. Okay, so you got to take a look at uh, this. Um, They were calling it Think Downton Abbey in Minnesota, and Holly posted it for us, and it's a drone going through Glensheen Mansion as if it was back in the day and you lived there and what it would be like having someone waiting on you and coming into your breakfast. Have you guys ever toured the Glensheen Mansion Never. in Duluth? Never. It's kind of fun. I mean, that's how the lumber barons lived back in the day. Yeah. And it's a really a beautiful spot if you're up in Duluth at all. Um, I've always wanted the, to go there. They have concerts. They have music out on the Great Lawn, and they have food and drink. It's kind of become a a staple. A, yeah, it's cool. kind of a cool thing. But anyway, take a look at that. It's just it's kind of uh, you know. And if you want to see Avril Lavigne join TikTok with the help of uh, Tony Hawk, we've also put that up for your cool pleasure. Who will we get? Who will be our? Are we ever going to do TikTok? I'm not doing it. And you're not TikTok, doing that. TikTok. What TikTok, you got? Right. Brittany makes make Julia do a TikTok Brittany, from yeah. time to she time. She does make me do and one. She'll have, she'll have me do one. That's yeah. the way we want a TikTok. Yeah. Just when someone else does it. <laughs> people are on to us this is how we roll now yeah right oh my gosh all right listen we'll be right back with the dirt alert this 
is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Holly, we are ready for anything. Anything. Well, fabulous. Let's read about Copernicus this afternoon in the Dirt Alert. No, I kid. We're going to talk. <laughs> I'm like, what? Well, yes. We're, no, we're going to be talking about Khloe Kardashian and yeah. Tristan Thompson mm-hmm. and their breakup and the shade that is happening on social media. Oh. Oh, my goodness. So let us set the table here. Tana Mongo, she's a YouTube star. She's big with the kids. So she went to Twitter on Sunday to speculate about Tristan Thompson's behavior at her birthday party. She tweeted the following. All I know to tweet about my birthday party last night is that Tristan Thompson was one of the first attendees. She said, like, babe, where's true? Being like Tristan Thompson, why are you at my birthday party? Father's Day. And Father's Day and not with your three-year-old daughter. Or when you, your other, your other kid, you got two. Thank you. Exactly. Now, Chloe, uh. Car- <laughs> Chloe Kardashian seemed to show her support when she liked a tweet from a fan who shaded Tana for her uncalled for message. This is the tweet that Chloe liked. Quote, shut the bleep up. This screams attention seeking at its finest because you know, well, that man going to make headlines over anything pertaining to women. So it was a lot of shade back and forth being like Chloe supporting the fact that there was no drama. Right. But then there there was was, all this drama. But then there was all this drama happening at the hotel in Los Angeles with Tristan Thompson leaving all, you know, crumply and uh, allegedly with three other ladies. Yeah. All happening at the same time. And the night that their reunion was on and she so fiercely defends him. It's just rude. He's rude. He's insensitive and rude, and he is who he is. Yeah, the, she should believe. The tiger hasn't she changed should his believe him. Right. He shows her all the time who yep. she is, and she should apologize to Jordan Woods and try and get her, get her sister exactly. friends again. She dumped a, a, a longtime friend. Right. He did. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the Daily Mail has the photographs of Chloe out and about with little true exclusively i mean you know they're just out in the valley doing some errands and yeah chloe forget having tristan be the biological father of, oh, your of another kid. children why Jeez, would you forget want? it forget it forget it yeah. just go to a sperm bank well right also chloe <laughs> let's consider you you're beautiful and successful she is beautiful and all of these superlatives surely there is a man out there if you want to be in a relationship with somebody or you know Lori, to your point better living through science yeah if if that is what and maybe you want. maybe go to therapy and lose the type maybe sure. the basketball the professional basketball player Where who's ever- an active hi everybody this is adriana trajani i'm the host of you are what you read i have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now we get everybody from sarah jessica parker to Kristen hannah mitch album Susie essman Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. The NBA player is not the guy for you. Women, there's too much competition. There's too many women. Too many nights on the road and if he already, yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Let's talk about Meryl Streep. All right. It's her birthday. It is. And to celebrate her 72nd birthday, Meryl Streep gets a New York City subway stop named in her honor today. No way. Isn't Which that one? It's, it, they changed it from 72nd Street to 72nd Street. I oh. absolutely think that's Just cool. for the day or yeah. what? I hope it's permanent. No. Well, it was an artist, oh. you know, oh, an installation. It is very cute because the way that they did it is that, you know, you, you see the subway sign and these artists hacked the T oh. on the end and then they put a letter P instead. So that's it looks cute. like street. Did you guys read about Sharon Stone's comments about Meryl Streep? Okay. And I did the research, and this is from an, a magazine, May 27th, called Zoomer. It was a Zoomer, uh, was the magazine. <laughs> and this whole thing about what Sharon, Sharon Stone said about Meryl Streep being put on a pedestal for... It was all taken out of context when you read the story, because she apparently has a Meryl Streep story in her yes. memoir, which I haven't read. But it's basically... It's weird in Hollywood how we'll pick just a a small slice, like a Meryl Streep, and people go, oh, you're so lucky you got to work with her, instead of being, oh, you're so lucky you got to work with Sharon Stone, or whoever the actress is, that we just put a rare few on a pedestal, and they get all the fawning. Right, right. She was making a valid point. It wasn't a, a slam on Meryl Streep, because Meryl Streep is... The person on a pedestal. She gets oodin' out over everything. Sometimes she gets nominated for crap she shouldn't even get nominated in because she's Meryl Streep. I give you Iron Lady. But again, <laughs> I, I, I so give you, have you to- Iron Lady when she played What's Her Butt yeah. from the, the UK. Thatcher. Thank you. People What's do, Her Butt probably is bad. They do make fun over her in an... In, in an in a way that they don't do over like other actors. Understood, but doesn't it? But so what she was just saying is that Hollywood is weird how we put certain people on a pedestal and they're always the ones. And you go, oh, you're lucky you got to work with Meryl Streep instead of Meryl Streep was lucky she got to work with. Okay, so I'm just going to back up on this one a little bit. You didn't read the story, All right, and I that's did. That's fair. So that's fair. All right, I'm going to trust you. It's taken... But you always have a Sharon Stone edge. But, but I, I read the whole story right, on so Zoom, gonna... and it was from May 27th All of right. this year. Yeah, they dug it up. You know, the, it, it was questioning that Meryl Streep is an icon for acting, and that immediately when you think of successful actor in Hollywood who was an actor. Yeah. You think of Meryl Streep. And what Sharon Stone does in the excerpt that's gone viral on Twitter is she names a bunch of other actresses who are equally as talented as Meryl Streep, but their names are not put up there in the spotlight as being the icon then of a certain type of acting. We are far more male iconic actors that we can name, but we don't give that to women. All right. Yeah. Fair. Well, and then Sharon Stone, I think fairly to her point, she's like, look, there are certain roles that Meryl Streep wouldn't be the best person to play those roles. And, you know, she does point out her roles in Basic Instinct and Casino as being two of those where she's like, you know what? 
I would be better at these kind of roles and I know it. No yeah. big deal. Right. But that's just kind of the way it is. It's like perhaps we should have a more multi-dimensional look at actors or actresses and specifically female actors. For, yeah, that's yeah. what she was. And that was the question that she was asked. Yeah. So there's Sharon Stone giving you I was opinions. like, someone is trying to make some trouble from a May, the end of May interview. And it was a pointed question. And when you read it, it was like you it made sense what she was saying. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What do you guys think about a Thelma and Louise musical? Because it might be coming our way. Well, Fun. I'm not opposed to I'm it at either. all. Okay, well, the screenwriter who won an Oscar for the screenplay for Thelma and Louise, by the way, uh, she's uh, going to be working on a musical adaptation of that movie. You know, it could be okay. It could. Yes, it could be okay. Yeah, it could be okay. Brandy Glanville apparently is the most foul-mouthed reality star on Twitter and the second most foul mouth star overall. This is according to a new study over at Mr. Q, if you want to know. Mm-hmm. This study counted the number of swear words that big-name personalities have used in recent tweets. Brandy Glanville has typed out 946 curse words in her 3,000 most recent Twitter messages, second only to Kevin Hart. Yeah, that's a lot of... Um, it's not surprising. That's a lot of, yeah, descriptive, uh, you know, swearing descriptives, I guess, from her. That's how she just... She does basically every other word so she earned the title yeah congratulations brandy glanville yeah. you've yeah. got the silver medal and there spirit. you go all right, all right that's thanks, it Holly. you're welcome uh the dirt alert is over uh, this duh, is the study duh, of duh, duh with noted duh, academic duh, journal duh, skimmer duh, Lori. Everybody knows. uh yeah everyone knows that though well, Julia, you actually were really skimming a study of Da when you uh, reported during random that blaming COVID-19 for relationship stress could actually help couples stay together. Yes. I did skim a little bit further you did. in this study. <laughs> and, you know, I like to just read the covers, cover page. Yeah, um, because... The stress that COVID brought to life in 2020 would have been unimaginable to us had we been told in 2019. Oh, we couldn't even imagine it. No, right? right. So this research shows that people who were able to recognize how much that COVID and the pandemic stress was affecting them did a much better job of keeping their relationship healthy. And it's because Previous studies have also showed this, that when it comes to natural disasters, that people are, the people who are best off in their relationship are the people who don't blame their partner or lash out at that partner for the difficulties that are happening because of the natural disaster. And when I say the pandemic year, I mean everything from COVID to George Floyd and, and, you know, the election was all part of it. It It was was the most stressful year. It was the multi-layer of all these different things. And so, um, so yeah, what the, the study, they said when couples are aware that stress is impacting their relationship, it's easier for couples uh, who shift blame for their problems away from each other and onto the stressor. It helps everybody get through it more easily. 
And so those people... Instead of you're being such a jerk right now, blah, 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 it's it's a bigger picture. I'm yeah. extremely stressed because of what is going yeah. on. Yeah, people who were more blaming of the pandemic and everything else were more resilient to the harmful effects of the stress that was happening just to everybody's relationship Absolutely. and everything, you know? So anyway, so what, it's just, that was just, they've this from the University of Texas, Austin, and they just, it's a good thing to remember. And yeah. those were the people who kind of came through it. And maybe some of the people who've broken up as a result of the pandemic, they were going to break up anyway. Sure. Fair enough. Okay. okay. All That's right. my adding to All it. All right. Thank you for adding now, on. here's another study of okay. Uh 44% of Americans hit their emotional lowest point of their lives during the last year. And I'm like, duh. Of course. Explain the emotional lowest point. Well, that that was the the, the lowest that they'd ever felt in their lives. For most people, 44% of people, it was this year. Fear. Everything. Everything. We've never had had, the lowest emotional point in my life. And for that extended period of time, because you didn't know when it was going to end. Whereas other people, older people, that maybe went through polio or you know the korean other, war whatever Vietnam, you know just, something yeah. Yeah. else they might have had a little bit more so anyway Better perspective um, since last march americans report struggling 42 percent more with anxiety depression 37 percent, and loneliness 31 percent than ever before the one good news out of all of this the one thing that has happened is that people have discovered the joys of people of again Telehealth visits. Oh, for yeah. Medical for for counseling. It's giving you more access. It's giving people more access, mm-hmm. and so more people. Seventy two percent agree that mental health care is just as important as physical health care. Only eighteen percent of people are currently enrolled in therapy. Wait and, a minute. Wait, really? Yeah, I'm surprised because you couldn't even get into a therapist well, at one point. Yeah, forty six percent of people say they just struggle to find a therapist to help them, whether it's finding the right one or in network or someone is by that, or maybe there's not enough people. That's the other thing. And so, um, anyway, it's uh, uh, just yeah. The biggest problem is finding a doctor covered by insurance and finding someone you can afford. But people say that the you know, the the one thing is that the pandemic has made people be more empathetic about mental health awareness, mm-hmm. more aware of it. And I called. I did a couple tele health visits. Tele mental health visits. Yeah. I did in January. I was like, oh, yeah. And 50 percent of, of Americans in therapy feel the recent changes in technology is making it easier to get professional mental health. It's um, different because I, I've been to in. It's been it's different because yeah. I've been to in a room therapy, yeah. you know, where you're face to face. But I did this over the phone, not Zoom, and I still felt you get. what I still got something from yeah. it, you know, and it yeah. was way more convenient. I don't know if I would like that long term, right? But maybe me, it's, it might be you know? a way to yeah. find it, somebody too. Exactly, it's quicker access. It's it's more access, but at the same time, my neighbor, uh, great man, he's a psychologist and yeah. and psych, or psychologist, I believe, and he tells me that a lot of his patients, the hardest thing is that they need that also that because they're so 
they're very nervous people about being out in public, but they trust being around him. So right. they're yeah. missing that face to face. So that is the hard part that they are finding. You're still getting access to him via Zoom. Sure. But they really find comfort in that. But aren't people going back into in-person I, I, visits? I, I think they are. Yeah. Yes, they are. Yeah. Uh, with my neighbor's situation, he's very cautious. He's got a lot of underlying yeah. situations. Oh. Even with the vaccine, he's still very cautious. So he's still doing mostly Zoom, a few outdoor stuff. But got he's it. finding that a lot of his patients really wish that they could be in person. I, with and you miss... You miss, I think this was one of the biggest things that we learned with the, with the mask. You miss the facial expressions. You yeah. miss being able yes. to read someone like, oh, that affected yeah. you. Talk to me about that. Yeah. Versus just reading someone's eyes. So yeah, we all together. I mean, that's almost 50% of people felt that yeah. this was the most. So we do have that all in common. Woot, As we're woot. going out to yes. have fun again. It's yes. like we had that. And then here's another study of a lot of pandemic related one, but most indoor Americans, people identify, you know, people, I, I'm more of an indoor person than an outdoor person. Most indoor Americans became outdoor people yes. in, the, in the last Me too. year. Yeah. Uh, we went from house hermits to avid walkers. Yes. To change um, the scenery. Yes. And 67% of people said they became outdoor people to get away from the people they stay indoors Doorway. with for the rest of the day. <laughs> that that was the number one it was reason. A, a release. It was. Um, people would drive in their cars <clears throat> just to go anywhere, just on a drive. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, nearly two in five brand new outdoorsy people are between the ages of 25 and 40. And... Um, so, yeah, just that made me laugh because, of course, that was one way we could socialize was yep. to be outdoors. So, 100%. Yeah. Oh, geez. The garages. The, uh, the garages. Oh, our garages, Grant. We had garage freezing below zero. Garage, right. Yeah. Garage family get together. I like how you said the drives. Like Lily and I would do, you know, like the old classic Sunday drive that <laughs> people right. would do. Lily and I on the weekends when we couldn't do anything, you couldn't go anywhere. We were sick and tired of sitting in our patio. We would just drive around and look at houses and right. talk. It was the one thing that we did. We just drove around and found like beautiful neighborhoods and we're like oh i like that little yeah, you know right. archway you yeah. know that's what we did it was something that we could do together and still be kind of outside so. right. yeah we we walked i walked a lot remember all the, the miles? thomas track oh remember nice. all the miles that uh, casey made you put oh, on your hoof oh my word <laughs> casey seems to be quite the uh oh, he healthy is, individual oh you have oh. no idea oh. you have no idea please yeah. don't ever let him talk to me about let's it let's work out four hours a day please it's not enough do more right. Right. do more Okay, uh, Americans don't know where their national landmarks are in the geography department. Does this surprise anybody? No, not at no. all. No. I know where the Grand Canyon is. Where is it? In Arizona. That's correct, Julie. But you know 72% of people guess Colorado? Oh, no. Well, the Colorado River goes through the Grand Canyon. It's a trick question. Mm-hmm. That is a trick sense. question. Colorado is the most Serious? incorrect answer for the Grand Canyon. Oh, stop it. It That's is. funny that I just said that. Yeah. Then. Okay. Only, thir- only four out of ten people know the Grand Canyon is in Arizona. It's amazing. Go check it out, people. That uh, is an amazing site. Uh, people also believe Niagara Falls. 22% of people in this particular survey believe Niagara Falls is in Iceland. Serious? Not although, on the New York Canadian, Canadian border. border. Although there is an amazing waterfall in Iceland that we saw. Yeah, there is, but mm-hmm. that's not what we're asking. Right. But yeah, they also, would you guys know where the Redwood Forest is? Could From you the correct, ocean to the Redwood Forest. Could you correctly my, identify I think it's the in, state? I want to say California. That is correct, Julia. 51% that's a, This land people. is your land. 
This, but I don't know that it name drops California. Yeah, from the Redwood Forest to the Cedar Island. No, that isn't how you know it. I think you know the Redwood Forest because you were there on a family trip. And your dad got out and you guys probably all we posed never, in front of the big redwood you know forest. What? The big we tree. never went west with dad. Oh, you didn't? We always went east. Okay. Because we always went east. Mom, we went west with because her sister lived in Andy mm-hmm. Catherine. Yeah. California, but with dad, we went east. Yeah. So you didn't do the family thing like in front of the we redwood forest? We went to forest? Montana. That okay. was where we'd stop and ski and Red, turn did around. You get, do you have that photo of the redwood forest of your family in the park? No. Um, in I front would, of that big tree with the hole in it? I'm actually just like Julia, to be honest. My mom and her sister and my grandfather were stationed out in California, so me and my mom would go out to California. My dad really wasn't a big fan of California, so he did not join us very often. Yeah. I went to college out there. He came twice the day I got dropped off and the day I graduated. Oh so, uh, we, we usually went to Florida because my dad's yeah. side of the family was in north carolina florida yeah. east so it's east coast florida family and west coast mom side mm-hmm. of family same thing as julia yeah so and i say i this is not a surprising thing that all these americans that took part in the survey that so few could answer where the hell the shawnee national forest is because i know none of us will know i'm gonna say i feel like it's tennessee kentucky somewhere over there pennsylvania i, I don't know I don't know. Arkansas? Illinois. Oh, for crying out loud. Oh, gosh. Oh, Shawnee. Exactly. We need to to end it right now. Okay, right. Yeah. (laughs) People were guessing that was in Ireland. So, you know, people... uh, Geography is not the strong suit. No. This is not surprising. All right, listen, we come back. Uh, I've got... I've got... Do you you have a story for us? I kind of do. Okay, we'll we'll be right back. All right, thank you, Lori just said meow. Yeah. All right, so Justin Hartley, this is us, you know, the beautiful, beautiful oh, Kevin. Just Kevin. Mm-hmm. He right now is um, f- filming in Connecticut. And guess what he's filming? Um, I think it's a rom-com for the holidays oh. for Netflix. It's oh. called The Noel Diary. Oh, I'm Fabulous. all for that. I'm all for that. And then Mayor of Easttown, um, Kate Winslet has spoke about, you know, what's standing in the way of season two, a good script. Right. That's a what they good, need. A good script. it was based on a book. Yep. One and done. Yep. So she, idea. she said it was really hard to leave that character. She liked how raw, how open, how um, available she was. She really got dug getting into that character, but just... Wants to, you know, have the right script. Mm-hmm. Um, Vila Mentvela, Milo. Milo uh-huh. Ventimiglia. But you know. I that wrong, oh, yeah. <laughs> but we just call him Milo. No, Milo. I know. So he is going to be in. <laughs> She's an Italian with no flair for her native. It's. This is because you can't, I'm a you have, Italian. You, but you have no, you can't do the accent. You can't like say. The I'm well Italian. aware, Lori. All right. I'm well aware of how much you're better at it than I am. Well, hey. not And that. she's a faux Italian. Yeah. You're not alone. I can't pronounce anything. So I okay. can't pronounce a thing. And <laughs> she doesn't even Italian. like that. I can't even speak of my language. Yeah. Right. You, know, you, you, you stink. You have no accent. I'm terrible at it. I can't help it. Okay. So um, do you watch NCIS? Grant? Yes. Okay, so are you into he the really whole... He really is a 65-year-old in the body I know. of a 35-year-old. Are you going to wear... But you don't wear, like, cardigans like Ryan used to no, wear no, or no. anything like that? No, no, People no. love that NCIS. I know. I've never watched any of it. I know, but Mark Harmon, now, he's, he's going to be in a limited number of... 
Pam is bugging him to retire. He mm-hmm. is. Pam. Dauber, Mindy from Mark and Mindy, right? But Gary Cole is officially joining the Caps cast. You know who Gary Cole is, Lori? We've you, oh, I love him. I love him. I love Gary. He Cole. might be a reason to watch it with that big yeah. old mustache and everything. Wasn't he Christine Baranski's husband? Yes, yes, in yes. The Good, the good Wife. Wife. Yes, one hundred percent. But so they confirmed that he is going to be on. He was on Veep, The West Wing. Oh, he's um, been in many things. So he's going to be joining the series as a regular role as FBI Special Agent Aldine Park. And though longtime series frontman Mark Harmon is expected to appear in a very limited capacity, moving towards, you know, fading out, mm-hmm. this Gary Cole... Um, casting is not to replace him. It's just to add on a new person. But I think that's kind of a good win. He's so great. He could be like a Bosch type character. Oh, Bosch. Yeah. Good show. That's, I know. We love our Bosch. That's coming back on Friday. It is. The new season. The new season oh, is I'm excited. dropping. We love our Bosch. We it, met Titus Welliver in person. Oh, he's dreamy. And, and those are his real tattoos. Really? Yeah, they are. Wow. He's hot. He was very Oh, my hot. gosh. He was so He and the guy from, Will, from Wings. I know. Right? We, Steve. Stephen Weber. Stephen Weber. Okay. At, it was in front of the poulet. Yeah. It right was, across from the Scientology Celebrity Center. <laughs> we we wouldn't get into the party at the SAG Awards, so we decided to meet Cousin Christina and went with another, our friend Tanya, and we went there, and it was just like, we pull up, and we're like... Holy crap. It was Celebrity Corner. Steven Weber, and it was one other guy. And we were valeting our Monte Carlo or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Malibu. Our Nova. Our, our Malibu. Malibu. We always get a Malibu. That's like an underrated car. Really Chevy Malibu. Oh, yeah. A lot of room. Spacious. Seriously. Okay, mm-hmm. so remember when we went to Chicago, Lori, um, and the traveling statue of Marilyn Monroe oh, was yeah. right by the river, the Chicago <laughs> River, whatever it's called. Well, so there's huge. So it's found its final home, okay? Oh, it has. In Palm Spring. The 26-foot Marilyn Monroe statue was recently unveiled in Palm Springs. And it was met with criticism <laughs> because you can look up her dress to see her underwear. <laughs> you know, the iconic stance. Yeah. And people yep. are protesting are calling it a misogynistic eyesore. Comments. Um, well, it's, um, it's kitschy. And I think if there's a campy, kitschy place, it's Palm Springs. I would agree a hundred percent. It fits in with the whole vibe there. It's just a big white alabaster looking 35 foot statue. So the buns that you're seeing as you're looking up do not in any way inspire anything. Anything sexual or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a great photo op. It's a it'll wonderful put, photo op to stand between her legs. Hashtag Palm Springs, yeah. Marilyn Monroe. I'm I mean, with you. city councils should be happy. Tourism board. I don't know right? what people. I mean, this just feels like it belongs either in Vegas or. I agree 100% yeah. on Palm with you guys. Springs. Yeah. yeah, Palm Springs is not a bad place for it. And, and when s- someone said this might have been acceptable in the 50s, but not in 2021, oh, I say on. stop. Yes, come on. We That's... can't PC everything. This happened. It was iconic. It's an iconic thing, and people. I think it would, it's kitschy, Laurie. I think that's exactly right. Yeah. If, if I she, think Meryl would want us to look exactly. up her dress. Exactly. If she were alive today, she would be taking a picture underneath it herself. I well, Marilyn Monroe's but. estate is, you know, must have given the okay or something right. on this because Marilyn Monroe is a top earning dead celebrity. She is. 
You oh, know, Laurie, there you go. She Not is. everyone gets to say that, Grant. Yes. <laughs> Elvis, Michael Jackson, you, Prince, oh, Marilyn. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us. Bob Marley. There you go. We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.